0: And since I have the bully pulpit, I'll probably go twice on this. I'm just going to warn you ahead of time. Um, But um, let me read this passage from Isaiah 46, and then I'll I'll talk about it. In Isaiah 46, uh, Isaiah, or God, is is comparing uh, the false gods uh, to, to the one true and living God. And he's talking about the false gods and what they don't do. And then the true and living God and what he does. Let's just read this first four verses. Bel boweth down, Nebo stoopeth. Their idols were upon the beasts and upon the cattle. Your carriages were heavy loaden. They are a burden to the weary beast. They stoop, they bow down together. They could not deliver the burden, but themselves are gone into captivity." Hearken unto me, O house of Jacob, and all the remnant of the house of Israel, which are born by me from the belly, which are carried from the womb. And even to your old age I am he, and even to whore hairs will I carry you. I have made, and I will bear, even I will carry and will deliver you." So uh, the credit for, for these meditations what got my mind stirred on this um, was a conversation I had uh, with, with Brother Tal on Saturday at Collierville just before the afternoon service. And so uh, Tal, next time your mom's mad at you, you can tell your mom, well, I'm an inspiration because he's an inspiration for a nice message. Um, but we were sitting there before the service started. There's, where's Tal at? I don't even see him. Yeah, exactly. Okay. out Anyway, so we were talking, and he was just looking around the church, and Tal said, he said, you know, um, I wish that our church had more old people, and so you can take that one of two ways. One of the ways is that he thinks all of us look pretty young, which is <laughs> encouraging to me, um, but then what I, what I told him was, I said, well, Tal, just wait a few years, and, and we will. Uh, a few more years. And we will have a lot of old people because life doesn't stop, and this is a reality. I want to talk tonight, and uh, and, and the next time we have we we'll have prayer service next time, but the next time we have a, a Bible study, I want to talk about um, about old age, even to old age, about growing older, and um, really look at it from two vantage points. One thing, just the realities of growing older, and secondly, how to honor those who are older, what God would have us to, how to behave for those who are elderly. Um, and it's amazing, as I began to meditate on that this week, um, there were a couple of things where I had the opportunity to, to, to respond to those who were elderly, and it was interesting to see how the, I had to bring my, my thoughts and my responses back into submission to God's words. I just want to start right there. I want to start right there. Young people, understand this. All of understand this. Um, the Bible is a thorough furnisher unto every good work. Uh, the Bible, uh, there, is a, there is a Christian ethic. There's a Christian ethic. There's a Christian worldview. Um, that, that towards every stage of life. So we don't just form our thoughts about uh, the young uh, or uh, the middle-aged or the elderly from our, just from the society's uh, thoughts, but we get our ethic from God's Word. And it's amazing how much God's Word has to say about aging and about growing old and about the elderly. And, and so as we begin to think about this, just to say this for sure, um, the, the cycle of life, this is describing the cycle of life here in this passage, um, God is carrying from the belly, he's carrying from the womb, and he's carrying even to old age, and then in the old age, he continues to carry, even to the whore, the white hairs he continues to carry. there's a cycle of life. It's, that is a reminder to us of many things. It's a reminder to us of God's goodness. God is the one who brings life. But it's also a reminder to us of the consequences of sin. Um, the, the, the reality that we don't just keep increasing and growing stronger and brighter and seeing better and running faster. But there is a, there is a decline to our, our beings as time continues. And that is due to one thing. That's due to the reality that uh, the Lord said to Adam and Eve that in the day that you eat this stuff, you will surely die. And so death has passed upon all men that all have sinned. We are all, if we're alive, we're going to get a little bit older and then we're going to, and, and we're going to sort of move up in terms of you know, physical strength or uh, mental acuity, but we all are going to decline. That's just the reality of life. But it's also a reminder of just the need for a Savior, right? Because if, if, if only in this life we have hope, uh, we're of all men most miserable. Uh, but Jesus Christ has come to redeem us and to bring us into what is called eternal life, where there is no sighing and no tears because there is no need. There's no affliction. There's no, there's no uh, torment. There's no feebleness in the world to come. The Bible tells us that, 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 that the realities of thinking about aging uh, produce wisdom. A, a very familiar passage, Psalm 39, that we look at a lot. Psalm 39, verse 4 and 5 says, um, Lord, make me to know mine end and the measure of my days. He's not asking for an exact number of the days he's going to live. He's saying, Lord, help me to have a, 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 a real picture, a real grasp on the, um, the, the finite Measuring of my days, that I may know how frail I am. Uh, behold, thou hast made my days as a handbreadth, and mine age is as nothing before thee. Verily, every man at his best state, remember that again, every man at his best state is altogether vanity. Again, a reminder of the consequences of sin. Every man at his best state is altogether vanity. If you're at Carville uh, this weekend, you Brother Thomas talking about the tree of life, and how that it's very possible that God's intention was, was to keep eating that tree of life and just continue living and living and living and living living, but they ate of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, and then man from that point forward declined and, and died. So the realities of this will bring us wisdom if we will take heed to the reality that our days are not numberless, but they are actually numbered. Now as we move on, let's remember this as well. This is really important to remember. Um, this is... This is emphasized in our passage in Isaiah 46. But I want to read to you Psalm 48, verse 14. And that is this. As we think about aging, we think about some of the realities of aging, and we think about how to honor those who are aging, let me just say this. God is faithful in all of it. This is what He says in Isaiah 46. I will carry you from the womb. I, will, I am He, even in your old age. I will carry you to whore hairs." I have made and I will bear. He says it again. He repeats it. Even I will carry you. Listen to this. And will deliver you. That's a statement of God's faithfulness. God doesn't need to repeat Himself, but God does repeat Himself for emphasis. It must be that we as humans need that assurance and that reassurance. Now listen to Psalm 48, verse 14. Listen to this. This is a great psalm. This is a great, great verse. For this God... Which one? The true God, the living God. For this God is our God. Let's read this together. For this God is our God forever and ever. He will be our God even unto death. Don't you love that? He will be our God even unto death. Because some of the things we think about are not, are not pleasant. They're nothing that we would uh, any of us would just crave to have but here's God's promise as we, as we move through life I will be your guide even unto death. And then another passage says, and afterward receive you into glory. Right? So I'll be your guide unto death and then receive you into glory. So I want to start by thinking about this is, this is not just a, sort of a, 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 a buttering up and you get to the butt. Now, this is the, what the Bible says. I want to think about the blessings of old age. Because there are numerous blessings in old age. Life itself is a gift from God. But long life is an added gift from God. Okay? Ephesians 6. We know that passage, don't we? And of course, quoting from uh, the, the, the Ten Commandments. But Ephesians 6. This is a general principle. It's not, always, it's not always true, we know. But this is a general principle. Um, of obedience to our parents. Honor thy father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise. Is a promise with this commandment. What is the promise? That it may be well with thee, and thou mayest live long on the earth. That's God's word about aging. That's not how our society sees it. But God's word says that even with um, frailties, and even with reduced faculties, that it is a blessing to live long on the earth. We must be people, as Christians, that say life is a gift from God, and life is a tremendous blessing from God. Even in a sin-cursed world, Christian, the Christian ethic, because, the, because what God says is that life is a blessing that comes from God, and long life is an added gift from God. doesn't mean that every old person has been obedient to their parents, it just means it's a general principle. If you obey your parents, if you live in a way that is obedient to God, you're going to have the none of these diseases that Moses talked about um, because you have lived a life that is pleasing to God. But in that, know this. The richest blessings are only reserved for the believer. The richest blessings are only reserved for for the believer in Jesus Christ. This should be an encouragement to continue to be faithful to Jesus Christ. Listen to Proverbs 16. I'm just going to turn to these quickly because I've got a lot to cover. So I'll just mention these passages. Proverbs 16, verse 31 says, The hoary head, and people, that's white hair, okay? The hoary head is a crown of glory if it be found in the way of of righteousness. So children, did you hear that? What does God see as being really valuable? God says an old person is really valuable. The hoary head is a crown. You know what a crown is, right? A crown like kings wear that have uh, the gold and it shows that they are somebody that's important. The hoary head is a crown of glory if it be found in the way of righteousness. So if The old person, the elderly, is someone who's walked with God. That is a place of high honor in God's estimation. Ecclesiastes 4 verse 13 says, Better, this is the opposite, Better is a poor and a wise child than an old and foolish king who will no more be admonished. That's some some pretty important information, isn't it? So, old age is a crown of glory, if it's found in the way of righteousness. But old age that only continues to demonstrate foolishness and refuses to be corrected, refuses to be admonished, just is building up more storehouse of wrath from God. It's very sad. It's sad to me to see... um, Well, take take your pick, but we we have... um, uh, we, have, we have political leaders that, that, are, that are aged and are only showing more and more and more stubbornness and foolishness against God. We have you know, Hollywood uh, starlets and stars who are aging and are still crass and, and vulgar and rude. And, and that's, that's abhorrent in the eyes of God. God says the natural way and the right way is that with more age is more wisdom. With more age is more understanding. And when you see the opposite occurring, it is really, really, really a sad thing. So just know this. As you're growing older, God is expecting you to grow more spiritually mature. And part of spiritual maturity is that you continue to listen. And we continue to be admonished. We continue to heed God's word and God's instruction. Well, here's some more blessings. Turn to Psalm 128. Psalm 128 says this in a nutshell. It says, The blessing of old age is that you get to eat... The fruit of your labor. Because in many ways, your mission as far as the hard labor is accomplished. Isn't that a good idea? I mean, a good thought. You work, and you work, and you work, and you work. And you go, am I ever going to get to enjoy this? And, 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 And that's not a lazy thought on its own. So this is a person who is invested in their family, is invested in the kingdom. And listen to what it says in Psalm 128. Blessed is every one that feareth the Lord, that walketh in his ways. For thou shalt eat the labor of thine hands. You're getting to live off of the labor that you've put forth for so many years. That's not just a nest egg of retirement. It's, It's much more meaningful than that. Happy shalt thou be, and it shall be well with thee. Thy wife shall be as a fruitful vine by the sides of thine house. Thy children, like olive plants, round about thy table. Behold, that thus shall the man be blessed that feareth the Lord. The Lord shall bless thee out of Zion, and thou shalt see the good of Jerusalem all the days of thy life. Yea, thou shalt see thy children's children, and peace upon Israel. So here's a man who's invested into his work, He's worked hard, and he has raised his family. And he's been diligent in the kingdom, in Israel, right? And all these fears for his own needs, his family, the kingdom. And God says, and it's a blessing now to be able to eat the fruit of that labor. And by the way, it's important to eat the fruit of the labor. In other words, it's important to... To 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 take some breaks and to look and to see God, you you've done this for me, and 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 even as we continue to labor to the, as much as God has given us to labor, we also are to be able to stop and to enjoy. Um, some people say, you know, retirement is a bad thing. That's, retirement's not a bad thing. Retirement can be a very wonderful thing when you're able to eat the fruit of what God has blessed you to do in your life by His grace and for His, for His good. Proverbs 20, verse 29 says, The glory of young men is their strength, and the beauty of old age is the gray head. All right, um, Proverbs 17. So, let's just go through this again. Long life is an added gift from God. Uh, the richest blessing are reserved for the believer. You get to eat the fruit of your labor. And then next, your presence is a blessing to your offspring. Proverbs 17, verse 6. Children's children are the crown of old men. That's what we just read Psalm 128. You get to eat the fruit of your labor. Children's children are the crown of old men. Listen to this. And the glory of children... Are their fathers. Children's children are the crown of old men, and the glory of children are their fathers. What's he saying there? He's saying, You are blessing your children and your grandchildren and your church grandchildren by your presence. It's the glory of them. It's a blessing to them. It's good for them. Just as grandchildren are the blessing to old men, you are a blessing to those that are younger than you as well. One, uh, a couple more blessings. Job 12. Listen to this one. Job 12. Job chapter 12, verse 12. With the ancient is wisdom... And in length of days, understanding. With the ancient is wisdom, and with length of days, understanding. Here's what I wrote down. The blessing of old age that God has given you a broader perspective. How important that is. Uh, the, the little things, it's by nature of old age, the little things just aren't as significant anymore. Wouldn't that be nice to be able to push through the little things that aren't significant in in, in our lives and zero in on what really matters? I remember the conversation with Brother Claude doing. The last few years for Brother Claude were physically very difficult. And because they were difficult physically, they were also difficult emotionally and spiritually. Um, There were times that he really, really struggled with inactivity. He was a go-getter. He hated just sitting around. And then for the last couple of years, he sat around a lot. And it, 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 it really bothered him. But one day, he told me, he said, you know what? I, I'm, starting, I'm starting to, to enjoy this. And here's, what he, and here's what he said. He said, all my life, the first thing I would do is I would check the weather. And if it was raining... I would be so discouraged. That I wouldn't be able to get out and go and cut wood, you know, cut trees with my fingernails and whatever he does. Tough <laughs> guy. Um, but he goes, you know what? I don't check the weather anymore. It doesn't matter to me if it's raining, or if it's sunny, or if it's cold, or if it's hot. I'm gonna be in this chair regardless. And so I get to focus on other things. And, and, and to a small to, in a small way that was so uh, impactful to me in terms of this verse the little things don't matter as much what matters most becomes brighter should become brighter and and, and more uh, more important and it was true for him heaven and the Lord and spending time with the Lord became more and more and more prominent in his mind that's the next one here's a blessing you are Closer to heaven. We should never, ever uh, minimize that. Friends, we are on a mission. Our mission is heaven. The Lord decides when our time span on this earth is done and our mission is accomplished... But by reason of just reality, the more days we live, the closer we are to heaven. And knowing that we live in a limited time frame, that somewhere around 70 to 80 to 90 years, who knows, if if we live a long life, we are closer and closer and closer to heaven. And we should be anticipating that. Um, Whether we are 20 or, or 70 we should be anticipating heaven. But the reality is, when you're 20 years old, God, according to uh, uh, all revelation, has a lot of work for you to do still right here. When you're 70 years old, it's a lot closer to heaven, and God's wanting you to think more and more and more about what he, eye hath not seen, and ear hath not heard, the things the Lord has prepared for those who love him. And our focus should be turning more and more towards there. Uh, Here's another one. Uh, You, by reason of age have a treasure chest of walking with God experiences. That's, that's incredibly important. By the way, supposed to share those. You have a treasure chest. As you reflect on life, you have lived for however many years, and the Lord, according to Isaiah 46, 3 and 4, has carried you all those days. And the Lord, in His goodness to us, to, 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 to stir up our faith, the Lord shows us little glimpses, of how He's carried us. Little moments when, you know, we, we broke forth into, uh, into, into unadulterated praise in church. There's little moments when the church service was incredibly sweet. We saw little little signs of revival or saw the Lord work in somebody's heart or saw some amazing deliverance through prayer and all those things get thrown into this treasure chest And and, and what a blessing it is to not only be able to say, I believe this by faith, But I believe this by experience. The Lord has proven himself strong on my behalf throughout the years. And then the Bible says you're to go and share those things. It's according to Psalm 71. So in Psalm 37 it says, in verse 25, it says, I have been young, here's the treasure chest, and now I'm old, yet have I not seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed-baking bread. Wouldn't it be good to be able to be 84 years old and say, you know what? I've known a lot of God's people in all my life. I know Sister Ivy, I know Brother Reuben, I knew Sister Bruce, I know Sister Nell Inc., I know Sister Patty, I knew Brother Tony, I know Sister Duet Reeves, and Sister Midji Braddock, and Brother John Goff, and Sister Anne Poe, and I really miss those. But let me tell you something the Lord was faithful to every single one of them to death. I, I've seen the Lord preserve his church, I've seen the Lord preserve uh, Provided for my table. I've seen the Lord. Bless my card not to veer off the road. I've seen God's work. And then to share that. Here's one more blessing and then we'll move on. You are experiencing right now in a very real way, and even, even maybe a more um, pointed way, you are experiencing the enduring work of of grace in your life. That's what Paul said in 2 Corinthians 4. As I'm suffering now, he goes, the outward man is what? Is perishing in 2 Corinthians 4, but the inward man is being renewed day by day. So you're, you're getting to not only look back on the experience, but right now in a very, very needed way, you're getting to experience the enduring work of God until death. So God's grace is still fine-tuned, uh, laser-focused towards you. Now... That's all true. Very true. And there's not a but after that. The blessings of old age are real according to the scriptures. And God says it's a blessing. It's a glory. And God says it's going to be hard. It's difficult. And God's word does not minimize. It does not minimize the difficulties of old age. So I want to think about difficulties for a few. And young people, listen to me. Don't, don't spend your time drawing tonight. I want you to think about what some of the older people are beginning to go through, okay? That you can understand and love them through it and understand that we're going to get there too one day, okay? So let's turn to Ecclesiastes 12. This is the most prominent place. But Ecclesiastes 12 is the Bible, and it's very um, it's very specific. It's very it's very visual and uh, really all-encompassing. And so we need to understand when you are... Uh, maybe having trouble being patient with a elderly brother in the church or you're running through the the church building and thinking, why does, you know, why does so-and-so keep saying stop running? It's not that big of a deal. We're just running through here. I want you all to think about this. This is this is the reality of what older people are going through. Okay. So this is Ecclesiastes 12. And I say, young people listen because this, it's, it's, this is uh, actually spoken to young people. Okay? And see so what it says. It says, Remember now, Thy Creator, in the days of thy youth, while the evil days come not, it's also a blessing because these are evil days in some ways. We'll see why. Nor the years draw nigh when thou shalt say, "I have no pleasure in them." Now, when it says, "I have no pleasure in them," I don't think Solomon is saying this is a this is a, a, a bitter time or an angry time. It's just saying there are not the same natural pleasures. That I want to enjoy. We're going to look at another passage next time, uh, where um, um, I forget who who was which prophet was calling him to come. But there's a man, David. It was David. David was calling this man to come and be rewarded. And the man's like, "Listen, let my servant go. I can't taste anything good anymore. I don't feel like walking anymore." I'm 80 years old. It won't do me any good. Let him go. I'm going to stay right here if that's okay with you. they say that's fine with me. And that's what it means. It's like some of the natural pleasures are just not there the same way. Things are more difficult. And so he talks about some of the ways that things become more difficult as we get older. Okay. So verse 2. While the sun or the light or the moon or the stars be not darkened, nor the clouds return after the rain now commentators are not a hundred percent sure what this' is talking about verse two but but the, the, the most commentators think this that the sun and the light and the moon and the stars that 's the light that's the faculties that it 's just saying uh, that, that the mental acuity is not as sharp as it was in youth. The light doesn't come on as bright as quickly as it once did, maybe a little bit slower to react or slower to think, and so that's, that's you can imagine if, if once your mind was able to grab hold of a fact or grab hold of a, of a, of a name and all of a sudden it wasn't quite as easy. To, that would be dis- unsettling, wouldn't it? That would, be, that would be a little bit scary. It would be a little bit like, what's, what's wrong with me? Is, is there something that's, that's off? And he said, this is a, this is a regular part of, of, of aging. And then he says, nor the clouds return after the rain. So the rain comes and then, and then the clouds hit. And that's just saying that after, after there's this, this never-ending Seem like revolving door of just, just, just trials, maybe sicknesses and hard times. And maybe in modern terms, you might say, well, I go to the doctor just to schedule another doctor's visit. Just to schedule another doctor's visit. And the doctor's visits never stop. And that's, that's a real thing. And sometimes, especially as you begin to get uh, harder, more infirm, and difficult to, to move, just going to the doctor is a major event. So he's saying the clouds just continue to come after every rain. Well, here comes some more clouds again. What's going to hit Next. Verse 3, in the day when the keepers of the house shall tremble. So the keepers of the house are or what's protecting the house, what's guarding the house. Just talking about your arms, your hands, you're able to do things. You are know, able to open doors and and, and and repair fences, and 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 all of a sudden there's some there's some weakness, there's some trembling there. That's a real thing. And the strong men shall bow themselves. Okay? So um, you know. Not able to stand as erect and, and, and a little bit bowed. Not able to move quite as strongly. And the grinders cease because they're few. That's talking about your teeth. The grinders cease because they're few. And then it says, those that, that look out of the windows be darkened. What, what, what's that talking about? Those that look out of the windows. What, what part of your body is it talking about? Young people? Those that look out of the windows. Could be talking about the what? The eyes Maybe. <laughs> the eyes, right? Um, and, and that's a common part of give me all You can't see as well. And that can be difficult. By the way, uh, Brother Zach told me this today. Um, he would love to have a songbook that is printed in a larger print to where he can see it better. So if you're interested in doing that, will you let me know? I bet you that can be done pretty easily, just blow it up a little bit, little bit bigger. That would be really helpful to him. But it's hard when you when you can't see as well as you once did, right? And then it says, And the doors shall be shut in the streets when the sound of the grinding is low. And he shall rise up in the voice of the bird. That just means it's hard to sleep. You wake up a lot. The smallest little tweet wakes you up. And all the daughters of music shall be brought low. That's the hearing. Also, when they shall be afraid of that which is high. Just the steps aren't as steady. Can't see quite as well. And fears shall be in the way. Just what's what's gonna happen next? And well, we're going on a trip and what well, things go wrong. Fears in the way, just every way. And the almond tree shall flourish, and the grasshopper shall be a burden. It's just saying just small things, you know, you can just reach out and stamp that grasshopper. Well that grasshopper can drive you crazy if it's behind your toilet. You can't get to it, right? This just, just small things. And desire shall fail. It just means there's not as much drive. Not as much drive for whatever. That's can be frustrating when the drive is, is not there the same way. Because man goeth to his long home, and the mourners go about the streets, or ever the silver cord be loosed, or the golden bowl be broken, or the pitcher be broken at the fountain, or the wheel broken at the cistern. He's saying death is approaching, and that itself can be anxiety driving. Same idea is in Psalm 71, verse 9, when it says, Lord, cast me not off in the time of old age. So it's saying, as these things are happening, these physical, uh, these physical effects, these mental effects, it just says, it can produce fear, right? Um, Lord, don't cast me away. Well, that's not a prayer of a, of a young man, if he's able to go and do. But here in Psalm 71, the old man says, Lord, don't cast me away in my old age. There, there's a fear that's that's there well let me just um, let me just mention a couple more things so really I, I think it's helpful to understand where these where these fears and difficulties come from okay let's just think through think through a few and then we'll close just a difficulty in confidence that can be tough you know when when what once required no thought demands full attention so you know, Maybe it's, it's stepping down some steps. Usually you just do that on autopilot. If it, if it requires full attention, it's hard to be confident, isn't it? When, when that which was once comfortable is now very uncomfortable, maybe a social setting. Uh, maybe 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 a, a big meeting um, where we 're having lunch and there 's a crowd there and, you, and, and but you can 't hear that well and it just, it just it just makes the we used to laugh at granddaddy he would love to have the the, the family at his house and then he would retreat to the bedroom in about ten minutes because it would be all over his nerves. Um, because it 's just just noise he couldn 't hear as well and, and couldn 't move as well and it 's just uncomfortable that, that can cause you to lose your confidence um, when the pace of life Become disorienting. Maybe you're in a conversation and there's things happening, you know, left and right, and you can't quite follow the pace. And it's just like, am I am, am I any, am I worth anything anymore? With old age, also can come greater loneliness. Let me give you a few reasons why this loneliness can come. The first one I just said. From super Listen to this. This is for all of us that are younger. From superficial drive-through attention. You know what I'm talking about? Hey, how you doing? And you're ready to move along to the next thing. From superficial drive-through attention and, and unintentional neglect. And then, of course, loneliness can come just from physical infirmities. You're cooped up. And then, and then of course, loneliness can come from the loss of peers and spouses. When more and more of those that you've known and those that you have loved and those that you've lived life with are, are no longer there, especially those who are closest to you, it can become very very difficult. And so we're going to think about a couple more of those next time. But then we're going to talk next time about what God has called us to in old age and then how God would have us to honor those who are elderly. This is very important. Friends, if we don't get the basics right of living together um, in, in, in harmony um, with old and young, then how in the world are we going to go and tell the world with the love of Jesus? Um, but, when, but when we are caring well for those of all ages in a very intentional and thoughtful way, um, you know, sometimes the the, the loss of of Confidence can, can can cause some some strange uh, behavior that can be really frustrating. Uh, I had one this week where uh, an older person um, that just was was sort of wishy washy about what they wanted to do with something, and I I'll be honest with you, I just wanted to wash my hands of them. I just want to say I, I just I, I can't help you anymore. Um, but but the reality is they're old, and because they're old. Not all their thoughts are going exactly in the pace that I think they should go in. But God has called me to honor them and to be patient with them and to love them and to continue to try to guide them in the way they need to go. Remember, the, the fools won't be admonished anymore in the old age. But they guide them the way they should go, but to do it with love and patience. So let me close right here. This is a picture of what God wants us to be at Grace Chapel. Okay, Psalm 90, 92. The righteous shall flourish like the palm tree. How long? All their life. The righteous shall flourish as they're growing. He did flourish like a palm tree. He shall grow like a cedar in Lebanon. Those that be planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God they shall still bring forth fruit in old age. It's different fruit, but it's still fruit. I think one mistake that sometimes older people make is, 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 to, is I can't give up on what I'm doing because I, that's the only how to bear forth fruit. No, no, no. One way, to, to, one way to, to really bear forth fruit is to understand the fruit that God has called us to at different stages of life. Okay? They shall still bear fruit, bring forth fruit in old age. They shall be fat and flourishing. For this purpose, to show that the Lord is upright. Well, He is my rock and there is no unrighteousness in Him. What might this have to do with the Lord's uprightness? Well, well, here's here's what it has to do. The Lord said, I will be faithful to you. I will guide you to death. I will carry you. I will bear you. I will lead you. So for God to not bless to be able to continue to bring forth fruit in old age would make God unrighteous. It would make Him a liar. It would make Him not true to His word. So in an amazing, in an amazing way, really a, a remarkable way, God's faithfulness is seen when things sometimes are most physically difficult by continuing to give strength and to give grace and to bear. Okay? So that's the first part. Next time we'll look at how can we honor those and bless those who are in this stage of life how important this is for us to understand and to apply in God's church and their families. Hey, let me have like three minutes. Three minutes. Uh, no, sir, I'm not going to time it yeah, as long as you want. Right. Okay.
1: <laughs> that was really good. I really wish you had Rod right on that. i am always got guy, great chapel except for Reggie. And I, I don't know how old Reggie is. I'm 82. And uh, I got. I want you to pray for me something. Um uh, the prayer that he read in Psalm seventy-one, verse eighteen, my verse. Now that I'm old and gray-headed, O God, forsake me not, till I have shown Thy strength to this generation, Thy power to everyone that should come. That's why I, that's really what motivates me to live right now. Is to show the strength of God to your to your younger generation. He has been very faithful. I Googled this week. Uh, the life expectancy of an American male is 76.4. I've already beat that 82. <laughs> so, and I've been blessed with good health. I mean, I can't see it as good as I used to. I can't hear it as well as I used to. And I do take it, be careful going up and downstairs. But God's really, really good to be. Uh, and I want to appreciate the way that you have treated me, and I think other old people too, Gretchen. you will keep doing that. Because sometimes people want to throw old people on the junk heap. But that's a stupid thing to do. So, anyway, what he said, and I've had a lot of fun. Uh, in my life at this time sometimes when I can't sleep uh, it doesn't bother me a bit I Just I just start thinking about the past I just get overwhelmed overwhelmed how good God has been to me I just uh, it's amazing the he's God brings He's been faithful He will be faithful to the very end and I want to finish strong if I can um, I'll tell you how I'd like to die he may be like, i like to die like Orbert did shouting hallelujah <laughs> I don't know where I can do it or not, but uh, I know that I'm not afraid to die. I don't really want to die right now. If if God takes me tonight, that's fine. But I want to do some more work before I leave this world. So pray for me to get some things written and done. And uh, Grace Chapel is a good little church. It's a good church. And one picture of the idea I thought he'd read, he'll probably read it later. Over in Zechariah, he talks about the streets of Zion are full of old men on their canes and the streets are full of young boys and girls playing in the streets thereof. That's a picture of Gray Chapel. We didn't have it, two or three of us on the cane. We got a bunch of people running in the streets. So if we keep on going and serve God like we should, uh, we got unlimited way we can glorify God in this church. Now also I want to invite you to get on the website, it's tempting to tell you how to do it. They asked me to write an article on how to honor God in old age. I'm supposed to honor God in my old age. And so I wrote an article. On honoring God in old age, uh, to see how they find that? It's BaptistBibleHour.org and the Baptist Witness. Okay, the so, witness. because now a digital Baptist Witness. So if you don't see that article I wrote, that how to honor God in old age, that's really what I want to do. I wish I could write a pamphlet that That's good stuff. He, he's almost good, at Stephen Bloyds on old, old people. <laughs> let's uh, let's sing the stand and sing the chorus of uh, Great Is That Faithfulness.